Yo, how do I sound? I sound better, right? Better quality? Better sound? Yes? Yes? I did little minor tweaks and upgrades and it didn't cost a thing. Welcome to the Painful Podcast. I am the Painful and this space is for you. Welcome to the bonfire, this communal space. Welcome to the grounds of fertility where we come with fertile minds ready to learn and apply the things that we learn throughout our lives and we share the things that we learn, we share those results, and we call those results gifts for the next person. We also have elders. Uh, we're not wandering lone wolves in these streets without any guidance. We apply their guidance for a smooth and prosperous life. That is the only life that true elders want us to live. If you don't know who I am, I am a multimedia artist. I teach art to the little ones. I teach art to adults. I am the creator and producer of the YouTube art series, The Painted Fool's Paint House, in that I program you and your child to be creative and to create things that will serve yourself and humanity. And in that, there are some little magical abilities that we, know, we learn, how to shake our canvas and bring our art to life. Those things that we bring to life, we use to save the day. It's pretty, it's pretty close to Blue's Clues, but it's the first art show of its kind in the world. Please give it a, a look for your little ones, preschoolers, for your young educators or your educators in general. I would say the age range from the show for the show is about from ages two to seven. And uh, yeah, like this is for, this is really for the parents to, to share and to spread. Right now I'm doing some great things. I'm making some great partnerships with early ch childhood educators. So much is going on. I wish I could say it all, but there's a lot happening in, in that field of work that I am so attached to. Uh, but yeah, go ahead and give The Pain of Fool's Paint House a watch on YouTube, a like, share it with everyone, comment on it, subscribe to it, and just have something for your little ones to watch. I'm working on two episodes at the moment. I've, I took a bit of a month off just to kind of get some things done, but yeah. But I'm a children's book illustrator. I do so many other things. Uh, go to my website, jgreenartificial.com, if you were ever curious about um, some type of multimedia work. But this space right here, the Paint of Fool podcast, this, this bonfire, this is about you, all about you. You know, so go to my website, thepaintofool.com. There is all about, it's just things for you to, to learn. So what I do is I model behaviors and I'm, I'm just, I want to showcase and show how much of yourself that you need to be the best, the best thing that the best person that you can be is you. And, uh, I'm here to kind of be your, uh, for lack of better terms, your, your self warrior, <laughs> the warrior of the self, uh, to, to make you help you to be less afraid and to ease into you a lot better. Uh, but yeah, yo, it's been a good, it's been a good couple Ooh, it's been a good couple days. I tell you, I had I, I went through burnout. It was a couple days after the Armistice podcast episode, which is, I think, January 3rd. And my sacred branding session with Mike Iamelli, which I will get into in just a second. Um, that Armistice episode touched on surrender. The act of surrender versus engaging in war with oneself or engaging in war with you know, when we dichotomize good and bad and we dichotomize everything and we have to, we engage in fighting the inner demons and fighting this and, and, and being so aggressive with ourselves that we 
at some at some point we slick erase uh, our own our own humanity and trying to create this this machine within ourselves and forgetting that warriors and you know because you know a lot of people who do this preaching of being aggressive with oneself and aggressive with your inner darkness and all that stuff um, they tout warriorhood and they tout savagery and they tout um, br brutality with oneself instead of the the road less traveled, which is the path of surrender. The road commonly traveled is the path of war. Everyone can, we all can fight with ourselves and and and, and try to rip rip the skull and the the spinal cord all out of the the body of of our of our issues. But when we know better, we simply can literally take the guidance that we were given and just gently prep, begin to just ease into that, ease into that new state that's been there all along. And the rest of the stuff that we've been fighting against, we won't need to do that. It's a much easier place to be. And I notice, I do know that it, it may seem difficult, but I also wanted to kind of erase, not erase, but provide another another way of looking at things, of not always seeing things so arduous and painful and, 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 and it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we don't have to always scare people into easing into new states or scare people into becoming and growing. We, we use the term growing pains and cutting people off, the pain of loss, this and that and the other, the pain of this, the pain of that. And it's like, yo, there are some people who can frolic into new, a new way of being. Do not ever forget that. I want to encourage you to not think about your development as something painful, as something difficult, to consider another perspective, to consider that, yo, if I just apply this, and if I don't attach any pain to it, this could grow a little differently. This could, this could actually, I could, I could exhibit a bit more and express a bit more joy in my development, despite a lot of the endings and a lot of the things that may happen. This does not suggesting to completely ignore or neglect any emotion that may surface in your new state. It's just harboring on how difficult it is. Sometimes we have gatekeepers who try to scare the populace into change by telling them, oh, it's going to be hard, you know, do the hard work. The work is hard. It's hard. You ready to do this? It's hard. And it's like, okay, you sound like you're trying to sell me a, a, a path that I don't necessarily have to take. So that podcast episode was about that. You should give it a listen and consider that. Consider how, consider how smooth it could be if you just applied, you know, you don't have to always have that, uh, that negative association with any convictions that you may have. You don't have to do that. You can take the path of the least resistance. That path actually is going, uh, it's not going against the grain, it's going with the grain. A lot of people feel like they have to fight and going against the grain is a waste of time. That uh, going against the grain and going with the grain analogy, I remember Chief Uyah bringing that up, popped in my head. Thanks, Chief. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so just, you know, after that episode, and then I had a sacred branding session with Mike Iamelli, which my goodness, that session, let me tell you about what, what, what that sacred branding session was. Okay, so if you don't remember Mike Iamelli, he and I had a podcast episode together called The Art of Unification. It's in December, just give it a listen. And we spoke about a lot of different things. It was, it was a great, refreshing conversation. His energy was up there. I loved it. And um, he gifted me with a sacred branding session. And in that, it was a two and a half hour session. And this would be so helpful for many of you who just don't really know where to go. The sacred branding session is useful for those who maybe you're trying to, you're looking to um, figure out your brand and how to show up in the social media marketplace, but also in your life. The sacred branding uh, session is bigger than uh, it's bigger than like an on your like your your business. I always say entrepreneur say it wrong, so I don't even like to use the term. <laughs> in your um in your personal brand, it's your personal brand, but your your actual virtues and your coat of arms that are dynamic. So this this is what helps you to remain true to who you are in front of the camera and behind the camera. So not only Will you uh, show up authentically you, but you'll also consider how this brand is of aid to others and in areas that you find that there is a disconnect, should you disengage or should you reflect a little more and see where the issues could be in, where any challenges might be in. Uh, it's, it's great. So here's, here's what happens. So this, this is you. You're in this. You're in this session. So what happens is it's a, it's a Zoom call or it's a Skype call, whatever, whatever. It's, a, it's an online thing. And the first thing that Mike will tell you is to turn off your logical analytical mind. Turn off that mind. And this is all about the heart. This is all about the deeper. This is about the dark stuff. Uh, not scary stuff, but just the deeper you. And so you're stripped of your logical mind. You're, and, you, and you should just feel safe. He's going to tell you, like, you, you can feel safe. Turning that off. A lot of people are so cerebral. They're in their heads so much that they miss out on such transformative experiences that are pleasant, pleasant experiences. So you turn off your mind. He tells you, you can feel safe with me. Just trust me. Okay, cool. And then he starts asking you questions. He says, close your eyes. He starts asking you questions. You start going to like these, these different places. Where were you the most this? Where were you the least this? Where were you this? Where were you that? Where were you this? And then he's asking you, would you say you're leaning more towards this or leaning more towards that? You're going down, your eyes are closed and he's taking you down memory lane and you're associating and recalling different moments of your life when you may have felt rejected or not, or the most accepted or more valuable when you were the most secure, the most, whatever it was. And this is a two and a half hour session. It flies by. It will fly by. and. Before you know it, when you open your eyes at the end of the session or towards the end of the session, there's about between, let's say, about four to seven words that are now your brand. And these words are dynamic. They grow with you. So, for instance, let me give you mine. So... At the end of my session, the words that are within my personal brand 
are valued, secure, sensitive, joyful, vulnerable, and committed. Now, I use that as like my personal coat of arms, but these are dynamic again. So I could use it in more of a self-centered space to be like, all right, if I go to a space and I cannot express these, I may not feel secure, I'm not allowed to be sensitive, or I can't express my joy, I can't be vulnerable or committed, I can either choose to leave the space or do a bit more reflection. Or I could be that that quote unquote um, warrior for those things. So I could be the guy who's like, all right, I want to create a space to where you feel valued, where you feel secure, where you are able to be sensitive, you're able to express your joy, you're able to be vulnerable, and you can feel committed to something. You know, it's, it's a bunch of, it's, a, it's a different ways to look at it. And also, as you develop these terms, they change. So secure one minute could be like, what could help you feel secure? Um, perhaps uh, say making a certain affirmation or, or within the beginning of this particular conversation that we're having or being extra vocal and communicating something like this. By the way, this makes me feel more secure. And then 20 years from now, security is something totally different. It varies, but these can stick with you for the rest of your life and they grow and they change with you. It's pretty, pretty dope. Uh, Mike, you were amazing. Thank you for that. It was great to just sit. It was a meditative experience on top of that. And it was bits of moments of reconciliation for some, for some past issues and things. All of it, it's, like a, it's a therapy session with uh, moments of having increased self-awareness. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say self-discovery. I don't like that term, but yeah, I guess I'll use it for now. Like you learn, you, you discover yourself a bit more. And that is how you help yourself and the next person. So yeah, go right ahead. Yo, I encourage you guys to please, please get that sacred branding session. If many of you who are struggling with a personal brand, you're, you know, but just know that you're going, he's going to get to the, to the real you. And when that's over, your brand is going to not only be for your, for your business or for your, you know, for your moniker, whatever, it's going to truly be you. It's not going to be this fake thing. So if you go there and turn off your analytical mind, and you truly show up as yourself, then bruh, someone has just helped you narrow down the best ways for you to grow and help others to do the same. Mike Iamelli, I love you to death. Thank you. Go to his website, mikeiamelli.com. Mike spelled, of course, Mike, M like Mary, I-K-E. Iamelli is spelled I-A-M like Mary, E-L-E.com. Please, he also has a free session uh, called Map Your Sensitivities as well. Great, great, great session. And he also has that sacred branding session too. Terrific, terrific, terrific. Awesome, man. It's Aquarius season. You know, quick disclaimer. Quick disclaimer. And I know I, I may have said this before or alluded to it, so I'm going to say it again. When I'm referring to the zodiac signs, I do not pin a person's identity to a zodiac sign. Just for the sake of brevity, I use Aquarians, Sagittarians, Pisces, whatever. 
I am very aware that we have authority over our own lives and we make adjustments and we grow. Our personalities change. Yes, we're not fixed to anything. Duh. But yo, stop taking this shit so serious. These are patterns that we all have observed. Some of these things are stereotypes, yes, but some stereotypes, the majority of all stereotypes, are rooted with a, with a good glimmer of truth. Relax. Aquarians, my hands are on each of your facial cheeks right now, and I'm kissing your forehead. You guys give the best gifts. What do I mean? Your gifts are functional, practical gifts. Gifts like, okay, some people give the gifts of like, hey, I got you. I got you Chanel number five. I know you love it. Aquarians will gift you the gift of here's how to build a generator to save you in the event that some dingbat wants to blow a transformer within your neighborhood. Here's the ability on how to build a solar panel so that you always have power in your house, i.e. Chief Yuya. He's an example of the Aquarians who, who has the ability to gift functional gifts that will save you and serve you for years and years to come. Amanda, she's another great gift giver. If you're listening to this, Amanda, you know I've told you about this. You've given me gifts of interns. These, these interns are paid interns. You've given me gifts of just random tools for the house. You've taught me lighting. You've taught me random things about theater. They are the best teachers. Aquarians, like when I tell you, they will teach you science. They will teach you things that are useful. They're not really into just, hey, you know, um, this is like, like, they don't teach you stupid shit. They don't teach you stupid shit. Like whatever they teach you will be functional. It's going to be something that will, that will serve you for a nice amount of time. They will show you or help you how to build a PC. And if you don't know a, an Aquarius in your life that uh, can build a PC, then you don't really know an Aquarius. You have to know at least one that's built a PC that speaks about building your own PC and the, and the value of that, um, that has information on stocks or some form of technology that's just that's just the truth that that's who they are there are some science there are some scientists in some way they will know how to make something from home they but like, i know how to make kombucha or i know how to make um do you know how to make blister peppers and they'll teach you something like they will aquarians will always teach you something they are the best people the best people to be around oh my god when i tell you the best people to travel with. Why? Because they take the road less traveled. I, I went on a trek with an Aquarius who had an ankle, um, ankle monitor on. If some of them are usually doing some illegal shit, that's just what they do. Um, we were taking a trek in the woods and we were walking along the path. All of a sudden, we walk off the path and then two hours into our walk, we are on the other side of town. We're a good two, three hours away from the car and didn't even care because the, the, the amount of shit that we explored and the amount of shit that we uncovered and just, it was great. Aquarius, just, they're the only ones that just, oh my goodness, you guys are just, yeah, you guys are great. You guys are great. We'll just be down to just, just up and just go somewhere. I've known a couple of you guys who just will just pick up and leave. You'll pick up and be like, hey, I'm moving to Oregon. I'm moving to Mexico. I'm taking a flight to go to Maine. I'm going all the way to London. Bitch, what time? Like, 
Like, that's just, you guys are, yes, you guys aren't cold and analytical as people like to portray you guys. Well, you are analytical and cold, not, we're not going to dichotomize cold and, and make it seem like it's, it's uh, difficult, it's, it's hard or it's, it's evil or, or good. It's just, you, you know, you tend to have this, this, this ability to be neutral in, uh, in approaching and giving advice and teaching. You're just neutral. And that's amazing. But back to, back to what I was saying about this whole emotion thing. People like to deem Aquarians as like not having emotions, as being like sociopathic or something. And that's, that's so fake. That's not true. That is not true at all. Aquarians can be some of the gushiest, squishiest. I don't mean to put y'all on blast like that because I know some of you don't want to be perceived that way, but I promise you, Aquarians are sensitive. They are teddy bears. Don't, do not be fooled. They may have three septum piercings. They may have a resting bitch face. They may even say, I don't want to be nice today. I don't mind being the mean person. I, they may say all of that. Nah, they really nice. <laughs> well, they're kind, rather. They're very kind. They're super kind. And they're giving. They love society. Sometimes they can play a little bit too much. And they love little social, social not social engineering, but they like social experiments. Yeah, maybe some social engineering in the mix. They, can, they like to play games like that. They like to play around with the populace. They do that sometimes. They'll, they'll post little things and just to see the reaction of the populace, just to gauge the, the, the mindset of the average person. They love that kind of stuff. They love experimentation as well as I. I Mercury is an Aquarius, so I identify with their way of thinking. I identify with how they communicate. I identify with that, and I like it. Um, you're not going to be able to get them with this, oh my God, oh, please, like, oh my God, something happened. Like, you won't get the reaction from them that you want to get. And that's why many people don't like them. A lot of people who are emotionally swayed and some emotionally manipulative people, because they can't manipulate the aquarium, they deem them as, as this kind of person. And, oh, they, they deem them sociopathic or narcissistic. And it simply isn't true. Sorry. Now, there are some pessimistic Aquarians out there. They can be a little, usually in the males, the males can be a little, uh, I'm just being honest. Some of the males can be a little paranoid. Some of them can truly be just a, paranoia is a thing. It could just be the, the, the conspiracy theory, binging that gets them up like that. But I, found, I find the males to be a bit more paranoid than the, than, the, than the female Aquarians. That's just what it is. But yeah, they're, not, they're no strangers to conspiracy theories. In fact, I love conspiracy theories myself. I just don't get too deep into them because your reality starts to get a little warped. And therefore, things just get a little, a little crazy. And I, I'd rather not get too deep into that. But yo... They're their best. They challenge tradition. Like they'll be the types of people. They'll say some shit like, like you'll be like, uh, you'll be talking like, karma's gonna get them or karma has its way. And they'll be like, well, who says that the quote unquote law of karma will apply to them? How do you know? And and what is it that you think that they're going to experience? Do you think that 
This because you have a knowledge of something or you think that you read the Kabbalion or you've read this cup, this sentence about the law of this and that and the other, that it means that they're going to get what they gave or they're going to receive, quote unquote, retribution for their for their crime. What do you what do you perceive? What do you think? And they'll, they'll they like to challenge your thoughts. To where you're not thinking about. To where they pretty much shine light on your own issues. It's not it's not that they're mirrors. I hate that term mirrors, but they they give you other perspectives to think that, you know, maybe you shouldn't be so married to to your emotions toward uh, of a certain person, or maybe you shouldn't be married to to this particular concept because it may not always be true. And um, that's what I do. Like I tend to challenge people. Like I do. Like people think you're not on my side. I'm like, no, I'm just challenging the way you think, because you think that some people tend to think that only their way is the only way in this huge world of different experiences and different lures and cultures how could you possibly think that you your way is the only way you know and that's what i love about them like they'll they'll have you thinking like oh wow you must be against me if you're challenging you know my feelings and they'll and then they'll they'll shed light and be like nah you just are mad <laughs> i'm just shedding light on what you're saying which may not even be no it's not like you essentially are wishing the same type of misfortune on them and they may not even receive it you know funny funny shit and you'll be pissed pissed they love that and sometimes they they don't like to be debated they just don't debate me they're they're like that too uh but yeah they're cool you know they're so cool they are surgeons when it comes to the to the artistic things sciences anything like anything they put their hands to do it's excellent and it's skill they have this excellent skill when it comes to anything photography drawing painting writing um even surgery like i call them surgeons like actual surgeons they're just good great at what they do oh my goodness if they usually are preaching freedom and decentralization there is they're teaching something about that's why i said their gifts they give a lot of free information away about how you can be, how you can focus on being, you know, more decentralized, how you can decentralize more, uh, how you can function in freedom, how you can become a bit more self-sufficient and self-sustaining. So you're not depending on, you're not at the mercy of someone else because they're all about autonomy. You know, there's a lot of things I, I want to say about a lot of these current changes in society that I think is super Aquarian. A lot of them, but I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I love them. Their stereotypes of them don't define me. I'm not, I can't be defined. I am a God. I am a this, like, they all say the same thing. You'll find one Aquarian, like every, every t five miles calling themselves a God. You will find one, one, every five miles. I am a God, you're sheep. You're going to find that one type. You're going to find that type. You will find that one type. I promise you. And if they don't verbalize it, they're thinking it. You're sheep. I'm a God. That's just, I don't know what that's all about, but they just, they do that thing. They're, they're gods and you're sheep. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, their, their obsession with the opposites for all the way from children. Like you tell them not to do something. This, these are the rebellious ones. 
Tell them not to do something, they do it anyway. You'll have, you'll have, say for instance, you'll have an Aquarian child, a Piscean child. You'll tell, the, you'll tell them both, listen, don't go into that cabinet. The Aquarian will, nine times out of ten, break into that cabinet just because. Just because. I've learned with them from, from the little ones to the teens to adults, there is nothing wrong with them mentally. Do not think that there is, oh, there's something. No. It's just, it's just the nature in them to, to challenge authority, to challenge. Why? Why can I? What's in here? The, you know, it's a couple of things. One of the things, yes, is rebellion. The other is, what is the secret I want to explore? I want to understand. And I'm going to do it. <laughs> so that's just what they do. You can tell them to do one thing and they will do the opposite. So maybe if you want to teach them to do the quote unquote right thing, Talk about the opposite. Talk about the, the wrong thing. <laughs> a little hack, a little hack for them, you know, it's, it's a joke. But yeah, they, they do that, that uh, the opposite thing. I don't know what it is. They obsess with it. You'll hear them even now doing the opposite or talking about the opposite. I'm like, ah, why is it that all of you are so you're, you're all the same? You say one thing and they talk about, oh, well, rules are made to be broken, huh? I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, you'll all say the same thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're doing, yeah. We can't forget the activism that they are a part of in some way, shape, or form. At some point, they were an activist in some way. At one thing, at one point of their lives, once. Doesn't mean they had to be marching in the streets. Doesn't mean anything. They may have had an opinion about something that you may have disagreed with that was some crazy activist uh, display that they actually supported or that you disagree with and they provided just extremely neutral, opposing or supportive views that you were pissed about, guaranteed. So for instance, maybe you have heard of or seen something like, oh, you have, there's a, there's a form of activism where, where men are, um, they're wearing bra and they're stuffing birth control pills in the bra as a means of protesting birth control and tight bra. And you'll be like, this is so dumb. I don't agree with this. And I'm like, well, you know, and as a matter of fact, it actually makes sense. And you'll be like, what? Yeah. Once, just once. It'll be something really weird. Well, maybe not, but something you don't agree with, they probably support. I don't know what it is in the, in the, in the realm of activism and that activism. I, yeah, I will lean towards and say it most likely will be some weird display of activism. So yes, that may be, for instance, women walking around nude, like leaking period blood or something like that and making a, a statement out of that. They're like, you know what? Because pads aren't free. So, you know, or I agree with that actually, you know, as a matter of fact, maybe it, 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 it. that's another thing. Something I forgot to include though, and I think I'm going to start including in the following, the rest of these things where I'm talking about any of the Zodiac, because I'm, I'm going on too long about my Aquarians. Ways to implement characteristics. I, like I say, I don't like to identify and like kind of lump just because you were born this. I don't know. Like we can implement and understand all these different characteristics. They're not exclusive to a Zodiac sign. Like don't get it twisted. Don't think that it's exclusive. No, you can implement 
qualities of the Capricorn. You can implement qualities of the, of the Aquarians. You can implement a Pisces characteristics. It, you, can, you can do it all. But if you want to become a bit more Aquarian, one of the things you want to become is emotionally intelligent. Yes, become emotionally intelligent. And if you don't know what that means, there's an episode that I leaked. I'll say leaked. <laughs> I dropped. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's called emotional EQ. Check that one out. You might want to become a bit more practical, learn different things, learn and become practical in ways, learning different things that will sustain you, learning how to maybe change your sink, uh, learn how to change your furnace, learn the inner workings of, of a radio, for instance. You may never know when you need it. Some Aquarians had this obsession with the apocalypse. I don't know what that is either, but learn about, you know, uh, survival. Learn about uh, just, just the, the inner workings of things and learn about how your study, apply, 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 apply. Apply whatever you learn and apply it. Just keep applying it and share it. Share the news, share, share the information. Invest a little bit of time learning about stocks, Bitcoin, something that involves decentralization or it involves you uh, being placed in a position where you can be free. Learn about that. Learn about freedom. Learn about what it truly is. Learn about it. it's freedom in the mind versus liberty. Learn the difference. Um, that's a way to implement the Aquarian, uh, the Aquarian in you. Just it's about learning, but the focus is it's 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 cerebral, but it's also practical and it's impartial. And no, the focus is not on being extra affectionate and loving. That's that's not how they show up. It doesn't mean they don't have it. They do have it. I know. But that's those are ways to implement the Aquarian attributes. Learn about different things. Oh my goodness, if you in maybe spend like 30 seconds on a conspiracy theory, don't spend too much time on that because you become paranoid. <laughs> um, don't break any laws. That's one thing I will say, but you're probably going to do it anyway. You probably already have, you know. But yeah, you know, that's just a little, little bit, little bit, little bit of information there. Uh, okay, so we got to move on because I've given y'all a good, I feel like a lot of time. It's also important, though, that I say this before I end my little spiel on the Aquarians. Y'all manipulative and entitled, and it is not cute. All right, I'm done. All right, so let's talk about LLC Twitter real quick. You know what LLC Twitter is. If you, if you don't know, let me tell you real quick. So LLC Twitter is, is the part of Twitter. It's the, it's the, uh, the overnight business success Twitter that uh, is telling you if you maybe you're receiving a stimulus deposit or some kind of income, whatever, income tax, whatever, they seem to just have fallen upon this knowledge of how you should invest your money into becoming whatever you're supposed to become. So what they do, here's, here's, here's kind of where, where t LLC Twitter began. It began from this, from this post. I'm going to read it to you. <laughs> Take 150 out your stimulus. Go get you an LLC. Now you own your own business. Now go online and get the 5K small business grant. That's how you turn 150 into 5K. Now you have 5,000 and your own business. 
Next, take out a credit card in your business name. Use half and pay it off. Make your business credit perfect. Every time you spend a $1 file, a $1, I'm sorry. Every time you spend a dollar, file it under the business. End of the year, file those taxes. Pay those taxes. Start living good. All off 150. Thank me later. This is free game. <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, honestly, you know, it's it's about the system systeming you, so system the system. I understand the logic behind that. Uh, but yeah, you find many people trying to tell you what to do with your money. And then it doesn't stop there. You know, LLC Twitter goes as far as uh, shaming you or guilting you with what you choose to do with your income or with your money. Y'all need to do this and y'all not this and y'all not that. And it's just, it's just rhetoric. So what happens is people are exposing uh, LLC Twitter or just doing a little bit of they're, they're bucking back like, yo, that that insight or that free game you claim you're giving us, that shit is tax fraud. Like you want us to go to jail. People who are all sending and spreading that information, they're all they're all saying the same thing. You have people who work for the IRS retweeting this saying like, nah, don't do this. This is tax fraud. Like, do not do not play yourself. But, you know, you have others who are a bit more aware of these people claiming to be LLC or LLCers. And the, the first thing is like, yo, an LLC for what? You know, I know that there's this big thing on owning your own and doing your own, but a lot of people should understand that owning an LLC is not for everybody. Not everyone has something to offer the populace. Nobody, nobody not everyone has a business or they feel as though they have a need to do that. Some people want to be nurses. Some people want to want to be the top executives of, of these companies and so on and so forth. I don't know what it is with the populace doing that thing where it's all about guilting the one person, shaming, eh, but guilting the other person into doing a bunch of other stuff. It's like, yo, a lot of these people who claim to have a quote unquote LLC, they're just, they're just hustlers. They're hustlers who decided to make their, their hustle an illegitimate business and they're still doing illegitimate stupid shit you know so listen don't listen to these people <laughs> if you have something to offer start with start with it being a hustle for instance i'll use myself as an example before i became j green multimedia well i had different skills already however when it when it became when it fo the focus is on the painting I started painting or teaching art or instructing art to teen to teen girls in 2014. And what happened was I ended up I started with um I had started with four or five easels and I was teaching in, in this one home and I came uh, it was on a every seven every seven days and I had different lessons and then the lessons changed from uh, painting to different crafts and making foods or um, making soap, all types of different crafty things. But the focus was painting. So I ended up having five easels, but I kept doing it consistently. And by the time I launched my business in 2020, like made it official, I had 55 easels, all my brushes, all of my supplies. I had everything that I needed so that if 
I'm going to someone's home or whatever. I have everything. I had buckets with my logos. I had t-shirts and stuff made for myself. I had a whole big old system, but it, it took time and I utilized that time for it to be my hustle as I worked a regular nine to five and then was like, you know what? I know this is the, this is, this is a COVID time, but still I waited to the day before my Earth Day and I went ahead and made it legitimate. And then I opened up a separate business checking account, you know, started taking payments and accepting deposits into that account. And that made it more legitimate. And then I began to value my time way more. So a lot of the things I used to do, you know, those little odd jobs and those, oh, you know, those kind of like, handyman-ish jobs, those, can you, can you plug in my printer type stupid jobs like that? I just started to reject those and take my life and take my, my business a bit more serious. Like, yo, I have to, I have to now separate myself and understand that this is a separate entity. So I have to treat it as such. Therefore, we're negotiating, we're having consults, we're doing things differently now. That's how many people who transition into a business, they start. It starts as a hustle first. They figure if this is something that I can offer to the populace that could become something substantial or can sustain, can be sustained, then I'm, then I'm going to make it legitimate. I don't just go and get an LLC just because now, unless you, you know, unless you're one of those sharks, do that shark tank type shit. And y'all can do that because you have a bunch of resources to, to have people make that business come to life and you wouldn't even have to trust in the business on your own, you can do that. But don't just listen to someone's advice on Twitter and get you locked up for like 20 years. Like, don't do that to yourself. I know it sounds tempting. Yes, people, so, and some people do, in fact, do that. You know, they do write-offs to everything they claim as a right. I understand that. But there are some things you just don't want to do. A lot of people who engage in a lot of this fraud over the course of the COVID stuff, I don't know how that's going to affect you in the long run. So that's why I didn't do it. You know, and not to mention, I also registered my business after that time frame. So I couldn't obtain those, those grants and things of that nature. But even still, some of y'all are lying. Like, just don't be surprised if it comes back and bites you in the ass. That's my thing. But yo, LLC Twitter, like the, the different tweets about it, tearing me up. It was really funny. Uh, you should check it out. It's still, it's kind of still trending. As a matter of fact, since this whole GameStop thing happened, LLC Twitter is really, they, they talking something heavy right now. They tweeting, they got Twitter fingers. But stay away from anyone who's touting those, those get rich quick schemes, who's touting all you got to do is, whenever they say free games, sometimes it ain't always free. Just just don't be deceived by people who who are just trying to promote and sell you something. And then these same people who are on, quote unquote, LLC Twitter, they want to tell you, ask me how they're a part of that fuck ass fraudulent group of the ask me hows. Yo, all of y'all who do that bullshit. Go to hell. Ask me how. Ask me how to flip this to this. Like, yo, y'all some frauds. I'm, I'm over the scamming shit. Like, I hope all y'all get fucking exposed. Y'all full of shit. Y'all just take advantage of people. It's stupid. Anyway, it's the same thing. Like, do not trust any of those types of people who are trying to tell you what to do with your money, who are trying to tell you to invest it into them. Yo, a lot of those people who, 
who are trying to tell you how to fix your credit, pay them a bunch of money to, to fix your credit. Do not ever give them your money to fix your credit. You can fix your credit for free. Listen, uh, un unless, unless they know how to manually hack this system and delete your credit, your poor credit from the system, do not send these people thousands of dollars to, uh, to fix your credit. Some of them, a, a good portion of them are full of shit. Have you noticed the new logo? Yes. All right. In being true to the brand, but also being true to, to our humanity, I, I'm aware that we're all multifaceted. We have so many different things that make us who we are, that make up our identities, that make up our personalities, and that just make up our however we move. We have different likes, dislikes, and that was the original focus of this space to begin with anyway, was to have a space everyone can feel as though they're included, but not feel, but genuinely be included in, in whatever that we discuss. So yes, if you're into anime, there's a little, a little anime head in the logo. If you're into fragrances or sensory things, into beauty products, there's a little logo for you. If you're into the little spiral spirituality, there's a space for you there too. If you're into clothing and being fancy and dressing up even, or just you like to wear, you like to wear different things. You love the finer things. There's a little logo in the bottom left for you too. If you're into the Zodiac, there's a little, there's a Zodiac symbol there for you too. If you're, if you're into the, the matters of the, of, of the heart and vulnerability, there's a, there's a heart symbol there for you as well. There's something for everyone because just like you, I'm made up of a lot of things too. There's a little interview. If you like interviews, you like to hear other, you like to hear a dialogue. There's an interview logo. If you see, you see, if you're into music, there's a little music logo. If you're into the different current events and news, here's a news logo just for you. Little icons, rather. I keep saying logos, but little icons and things in the toy box. Then you see the little cell phone. So if you're into cell phone technology, there's a cell phone icon. And of course, that bonfire, the bane fire is where we're all there to to one congregate but also to get rid of things that just that just ain't this just ran its course you're into connecting and into and into making new connections you see there's the, the two hands touching about to touch one another so listen this is truly for you i i want to highlight the different facets of of our humanity because to, to be super focused on one thing is not authentic to me. And that's not authentic to you either. Unless you want to be a business who just sells one thing, even in many different stores, like in Staples, you still find Staples selling things that aren't office supplies. You can't just focus on one thing and, or just not, I'm not saying you shouldn't or you can't, but in, in, it, in this reality, like we're made up of a lot of different things. We, we're, we're, we have oddities and quirks and things. And to respect that is, is Aquarian, to exhibit that, to showcase it is Aquarian. You know, it's also not even Aquarian. It's just, it's a part of humanity, to be honest. But uh, I, I will let you enjoy moving forward as, as we explore some, some episodes and just including you all and really showing how, uh, you know, multifaceted we are. I'm, I'm hype. <laughs> At any given rate, guys, I'm willing that... Um, you have been having a better month, a better year thus far. Um, for me, the year starts in March. But, you know, I'm willing that you're having a better life 
and like you're making just great levels of progress, if you're resting like you need to be, if you're doing nothing like you need to be doing nothing, if you are productive, if you decide that, hey, I want to just lay on my back and just eat apple slices, whatever you want to do that you need, uh, do that. Do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. And also what you want to do. You know, a lot of a lot of us are pressured into doing this and you got to do this. But sometimes we just want to do something completely different. We want to do the opposite by all means. It's all a learning. It's a it's a path of our learning that we we take certain take certain turns uh, as and however we we come to come to that truth. Sometimes it may be through deviation. It may be through rebellion. But in uh, all that, I will that I will that you are doing well in all of that. So anyway. Peace, guys. <laughs> Have a great time. And remember to embrace all of your weirdness and all of your quirks. Until such time, peace.